We are a quarter of the way into the Sixers season. So what do we actually know about the Sixers at this point? I take a deeper dive into what the numbers tell us. Plus, the Sixers taking on the Boston Celtics. We check in with sideline reporter Abby Chin, who gives us all the interesting details on what's happening in Boston. From adjusting to new head coach Ime Udoka, to the drama to start the season, to selfish basketball still plaguing the Celtics, that's right now on Locked on Sixers. You are Locked on 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Sixers. I am your host, Serena Winters, former Sixers sideline reporter, serving up content to Sixers fans. Don't forget to follow, like, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow me on Twitter at Serena Winters. And while you're at it, if you see a space to leave a review, why don't you leave one? Help us get those numbers up. We definitely appreciate it. We truly appreciate you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. Every day we are free and available on all platforms. Plus, we've got great sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. Let's get into the show. So can you believe it? We are officially through a quarter of the Sixers season. And while we know some things, I will admit I've got more questions than answers right now. And that's primarily because... Despite the Sixers having played 21 games, their opening night starting lineup of Tyrese Maxey, Seth Curry, Danny Green, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid has only played seven games together. And realistically, I mean, how many of those can you say have been healthy? Especially when you've got guys trying to get their legs and lungs in shape after returning from COVID. But, look, raising a ton of questions is not the point of today's pod. Instead, I want to look at what we do know a quarter of the way into the season. And how about we start with that Sixers starting lineup? Now, despite them only having played those seven games together, they've actually still played more possessions than any other sample size we have of the Sixers this season, and by a mile. Actually, no other lineup except that starting lineup, has played more than 100 possessions together. So that really just goes to show you how much juggling around the Sixers have had to do this season to accommodate for health and safety protocols and and injuries. So back to that lineup. That Sixers lineup averages 115.8 points per 100 possessions. The league average... Is 108.6 per cleaning the glass. So the Sixers starting lineup ranks 19th in the NBA in that category. So if you're like, all right, Serena, what does that actually mean compared to other lineups in the league? It's a good question. So let me put that into some more perspective for you. The Phoenix Suns starting lineup 
The Suns have just been incredible. Did you catch that game last night? Then beating the Warriors? Whew. And handedly at the end there. Back to the Suns. That Suns starting lineup has played more possessions together than any lineup in the NBA. Than any lineup. So they're posting 112.5 points per 100 possessions. Then you got the Warriors, another ridiculous team, and their starting lineup is putting up 112.7 points per 100 possessions. Again, remember what the Sixers was? 115.8. So look, that should tell you that this Sixers lineup is not having any trouble scoring the basketball. Thank you, Seth Curry. (laughs) Now, the other side of the basketball, especially in transition, you've heard me harp on that on this podcast if you listen. It's another story. More on that in a minute. Let's stick with some of these offensive numbers. That Sixers lineup is also in the 90th percentile in taking care of the ball and getting to the free throw line. And then offensively as a whole, the team as a whole, an area that the Sixers have certainly cleaned up this year is turnovers. I mean, the Sixers are one of the top five teams in taking care of the ball this season, as opposed to 20th last season. Turnovers are always a, a funny stat point to debate because you find that people have different views on what turning the ball over actually means, what it equates to. You've got some people that think, oh, you know, well, if they're turning, if they're not turning the ball over, you know, they're not being as aggressive, maybe with their passes or, you know, how they can be on offense. I mean, Tyrese Maxey, as an example, has been so, so, so great at taking care of the basketball. And we can pump him up on that end all day. And then you can hear people talking about it on the other side of the ball. Well, maybe he should have some more turnovers because that means he's he's being flashier with it and maybe a little bit more eager on the offensive side of things. So you can kind of take that either way. But look, I think it's a positive thing that the Sixers have cleaned up that area. So then the other side of the basketball, the defensive side. The Sixers' defensive rating is ranked 20th in the NBA. Creating and forcing turnovers has been an issue, no doubt about it. They rank in the bottom five in that category. And the Sixers also rank dead last in transition points per 100 possessions. To put this in perspective to last year, they ranked 13th. The year before that, they were 5th. The year before that, they were 3rd. So there's certainly a Ben Simmons factor there. And I'm talking about points they are giving up in transition. Not points the Sixers are scoring in transition. I think it's fair to say, if you've been watching this team, their transition defense has been pretty atrocious to start this year. And then we also know that rebounding has been a huge issue for this team to start the year. 
And this is whether or not Joel Embiid has been playing. I mean, the Sixers ranked dead last in rebounding. And last year, they finished the regular season ranked 10th. This season, the amount of second-chance points they've given up has killed them. On average, they're allowing 14 second-chance points to opponents this season. I mean, look, it's just definitely an area that has to improve. And it's going to be tough against Boston, too. Well, coming up, what have we learned about the Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey pairing to start the year? But first, let me tell you about Indeed. While there's always going to be a debate between LeBron and Jordan, when it comes to helping you hire all-star talent faster, the GOAT is Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible. Because you can do it all. Attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Look, don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. And Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. One of the things I love about Indeed, you can reduce hiring time by 12% according to Indeed data worldwide. So get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So who tried some built bars over the Thanksgiving weekend? Mm. It is the perfect time for built bars. Built bar is the new holiday dessert. So feast on something delicious. Feel good about it. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein. If you are like me and you are on the go all the time and you just get hungry and you don't want to be hangry, I know what that's like. It's not good for anybody involved. Not me, not anybody. Make sure you've got a built Bar in your bag. They're delicious. Covered in 100% real chocolate. You can share some at family gatherings. There's always fun new flavors. Personally, I'm feeling the coconut one right now. And most built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar. With plenty of protein. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Sixers your first listen. Every day we are free and available on all platforms. So the Tyrese Maxey-Joel Embiid pairing does still need time to develop. That's been made evident since Embiid's return. But understandably, Maxi hasn't been as aggressive on the court as he was when Joel was in health and safety protocols and the Sixers needed somebody to step up, and that was Maxi. And look, now defenses pick up that Maxi is deferring to Embiid, Minnesota game, case in point. But if you were Maxi, just your second year in the NBA, wouldn't you do the same thing? 
wouldn't you also be deferring to Joel Embiid? He's got to feel like he's so aware right now of trying not to make the wrong play. And because of that, we're seeing him hesitate. And when you hesitate in the NBA, second-guess yourself for just a split second, it completely changes things. But that's okay. I really think he's going to learn that with time. So look, you look at the numbers. And this season, when Maxi has been on the court with Joel Embiid, he's averaging 13.3 points per game. And without Joel Embiid, he's averaging 21.6 points per game. It's a big jump, right? Big difference when Joel is on and off the court. That being said, I am not entirely worried about it. Like I said, someone had to step up in Embiid's absence. And Maxi over-delivered. With Embiid off the floor, Maxi felt comfortable being that guy. But now, he's got to learn the ropes of where Joel likes to get the ball. How he can best play alongside Embiid. I mean, you watch Curry out there now with Embiid? And you've got to remember that Seth Curry has, what, eight NBA seasons under his belt? Or you think about the Embiid-JJ Redick duo and how many years Redick had under his belt? Understanding players' tendencies takes time. And right now, it just looks like Maxie's got to think about everything versus just playing instinctually, right? And we saw him play just more instinctually when Embiid's not on the court. But again, if you were in Maxie's shoes realistically, don't you think you would do the same thing? But look, Doc Rivers pointed out the importance of their pairing in his last post-game press conference. He said, we got the one thing that probably four teams have. You're not going to switch much. The whole league switches. When a point guard comes off Joel, you're not going to put the point guard on Joel. With Tyrese's speed, it's a factor. So look, Tyrese's going to have to learn how to take advantage of that. And once he does, I am really looking forward to what this can become. Because the more pick-and-roll partners for Embiid, since like Doc said, teams can't switch when Joel's involved in that action, the better. I mean, can't you just imagine Tyrese getting downhill on those possessions? Joe comes up to screen for him at the high post. I mean, there is some serious potential there. So for some listening, sometimes I get into these stats deep dives. (laughs) And so I was doing that this week. And I was actually looking up stats because I'm still concerned about who's going to be that closer down the stretch with Embiid. And I want to tell you another impressive maxi stat I came across, if that's okay. And I wasn't looking for this. It's just something that popped out to me. 
Tyrese Maxey is currently leading the Sixers in fourth quarter scoring. 5.3 points per game. That's tied for 22nd in the league for guys that have played at least 10 games. That's more than James Harden. How about that for a second-year player? Whew. Hey, before we get into the Sixers going back on the road after just getting back from a ridiculously long trip, I found a small silver lining of the Sixers having their longest and toughest road trip to start the season. According to Ed Kupfer, who put together a strength of schedule graph the rest of the way, it is on my Twitter account if you want to take a look at it. I retweeted it. It is interesting. I'd recommend it. Only Memphis, Denver, Miami, Portland, and New Orleans. That's five teams, if I have my math right there. (laughs) Have easier schedules the rest of the way. So the Sixers have the sixth easiest schedule for the rest of the season. Silver lining. All right, coming up, the Sixers are taking on the Celtics in Boston. And there's been plenty of drama in the land of the Celtics. Abby Chin of NBC Sports Boston coming up next. Bet Online AG has you covered all season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues, the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Joining me now is Abby Chin, the sideline reporter for the Boston Celtics on NBC Sports Boston. And Abby, the Sixers squaring off against Boston for the first time this season in Boston. And it's kind of interesting because both of these teams are sitting with the same record in the NBA right now, 11 and 10 in the East. And depending on how you look at it, tied for either eighth place or 11th place since you've got the Cavs and the Hawks that also had the same record. But what has just been the overall feelings towards the Celtics team, the expectations that were placed on them to start the season and where they're at now a quarter of the way through? Serena, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, It is very weird that the Celtics and Sixers have not faced off yet 20 games in. The Celtics have right. played the Raptors three times in the regular season and once in the preseason. So <laughs> already it's just weird. This is late for this division matchup to finally be happening, especially how much they typically play each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, when it comes to expectations, I would say the feeling in Boston for the fans uh, is not great right now. <laughs> I think that um, there was a lot of optimism coming in after the coaching change and with the veteran additions of Josh Richardson and Al Horford coming back, I think there was, um, and with this team, the expectations were pretty high. And then it has been a rough start. That's how I will characterize it to the season. We were kind of the opposite of the Sixers where they had that hop start and then have been reeling over the last couple of weeks. Whereas the Celtics were reeling in the beginning, kind of found some footing there um, in the last handful of games and then um, took some steps back in a two game road trip. So it's been a roller coaster of a season and it's been a roller coaster of a few years for the Celtics. 
Well, you guys are also adjusting to a new head coach with Ime Udoka, who Sixers fans are somewhat familiar with, although he was his time here was short-lived. He was part of Brett Brown's coaching staff, and he did head up really the defense of the Sixers during that 1920 season. And I look at this Celtics team, and I see where the defense has improved, and that makes sense. But I also see where the offense looks like it's seriously struggling. So that's kind of twofold there. But how has the adjustment been to head coach Ime Udoka? I think everyone is a little surprised at how big of an adjustment it has been only because they hadn't been through it before. And and, uh, myself is included in that. I came in the same year as Brad Stevens. And so uh, it was, and for guys like Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, that was all that they knew. He was their head for their entire career. And both of them really worked with the same player development coach coaches their entire career here in Boston. So not only was that the change, the staff changed entirely. Jason Tatum is working with a new assistant coach, Aaron Miles now. And so um, it has been a lot of adjustment. And I think something that you can't really predict and no one knows how that's going to go because you don't know what it's going to look like. So that has taken some time. And then when you talk about the defense, initially the season and throughout training camp, which um, Jalen Brown missed, as you guys are familiar with, dealing with these things, but Jalen Brown missed a full 10 days with COVID as did Al Horford. So the Celtics didn't have their um, core, two of their core players with them for much of training camp. And Ime um, really emphasized to switch everything defense to Mm -hmm. kind of um, get everyone familiar with it. So you can figure that out. He hammered that home. That is really all we saw in the preseason. It's a lot of what we saw for the first couple of games. And then Once the guys got comfortable with that, then he started mixing in different coverages. And that is when the defense started to improve. Um, Because these are a bunch of good defensive players with high IQs. And so there was an adjustment for sure at the beginning of the season, but it has been steady, really, I mean, in the last 10 to 12 games. And um, talking to Ime today, the offense obviously is where the points of emphasis and focus are now. And that is still very much a work in progress. Like the Sixers, they have not had their full complement of players for much of this season. Um, Ime just said he feels it's, they've had their, they've been whole for six of 22 games so far, which is not much. And so guys are still adjusting how to play with each other. Um, Jalen Brown just came back from missing eight games due to that hamstring strain. So he is adjusting to being back in this offense. And then um, like you said, it, it, one of the talking points so far this season has been a lot of ISO me first basketball. And it was really interesting. He today told a story. He said, you know, when I was in San Antonio pop spent 15 years showing Tony Parker film of him, not letting go of the ball. And that's when guys are score first, it is an adjustment and it is something that you have to hammer home and it takes them time to figure it out. And so that's kind of where the Celtics are trying to break some old habits. It's, um, been an emphasis all season long and something they are still working on. Yeah. I think from an outsider's perspective, you know, when you see headlines from Boston and any issues there, I think that word selfish does come up quite a bit, right? Because you had Marcus smart have the quotes in the beginning of the season. And then you have coach Udoka, who actually, what was it after the San Antonio game had said something very similar, right? About these guys needing to not play such selfish basketball. Do you think that that has maybe been the biggest problem for this Celtics team this season? 
I would say that I don't think the players have selfish intentions. It is something that does show up when you are on the floor and your back is against the wall facing some adversity. And and this is what, you know, I mean, Jason Tatum knows how to get buckets by himself. He doesn't need your help. He doesn't need any. And like when these situations present themselves to you on the court, it is, it's, it's a challenge to then go out there and play the right way every possession. And so it's something they're emphasizing. It is, I just don't believe that it is with selfish intentions sure. that these things are happening. The San Antonio Spurs game was um, an outlier to me because I do feel like these guys go into it wanting to do the right thing. And then, as you know, the game devolves and things happen. Things do happen. Hey, you mentioned adding some veterans to the squad. Josh Richardson, he was in Philly, right? He went from Philly to Dallas, and now he's in Boston. What has he brought to the Celtics team? He has brought a steadying hand and a little bit of a scoring punch off of that bench, which has been a serious weakness for the Celtics for a number of years. Um, He did get off to a bit of a slow start, especially shooting. And the Celtics as a whole is something that I should have mentioned are just not shooting well right now. And so that is one of their biggest issues is they allow that to affect their defense. When shots aren't falling, they start to hang their heads and they get bad body language and aren't getting back on defense. And it's a serious issue. Um, But Josh, as of late, and he also had a bat with the flu, so missed a couple of games just last week, but he has... He is one of those guys defensively who you can count on. You know what you're going to get from him. And then offensively, as of late, his mid-range game has really been showing through and has been able to stem some of the runs that other teams are going on. And and that has been an issue for the Celtics, particularly in the fourth quarter, is not being able to punch back after the the opposition makes their run in the fourth. The Celtics have just kind of had a tendency to wilter. And Josh Richardson over the last couple of games has really helped that bringing that sort of, um, like you said, that veteran presence and and that calmness to that group and helping to lead them and say, we're going to be okay and, and get some stops when it matters and get some buckets when it helps. You mentioned the Celtics shooting struggles. And for those out there listening, I mean, the Celtics right now are 24th in field goal percentage and they're 26th in three point percentage. So definitely some struggles there on the offensive end. But did I see, Abby, that. that Grant Williams is the only player in the NBA right now that's actually part of the 50-40-90 club? He just got there, too. It was with his free Crazy. in the last game against Toronto. Yeah, that he got up to that 90. Um, Grant Williams, what a story. I don't know if your uh, listeners know about him, but Grant was a guy. He's in his third season. Uh, he started his rookie year off going 0 for 25 from 3 to start. And so just the fact that he is hitting 40% of his threes is huge. And then last year, especially, he had a hard time getting on the court. He um, was out of the rotation for most of the season, and he sat down with Brad Stevens and Ime Udoka once he got hired, and he said, look, what do I need to do? I want to be a part of this team. I believe I can be. Tell me what to do. And they did. They told him defensively, we need you to be everywhere, the communicator, the anchor of our defense. And then we need you to hit threes. And so that's what worked on all summer. He also lost weight. He was, um, he said when he got into the league, you know, they told him they wanted him to play small ball five and to be able to bang down there. And 
Um, now he's playing a lot more four, especially alongside Rob Williams and Al Horford. And so um, he's lost some weight. He's spry and he's hitting his threes. And so Grant has been, I think, one of the few bright spots for the Celtics this season. My last question for you, Abby, we are going to see freedom on the back of Cantor's jersey for the first time on Wednesday night against Philly. What can you tell us about that? Because I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people watching that maybe haven't seen what's been going on and are wondering why it doesn't say Cantor on the back of his jersey. Um, well, there, this is a very long story, as is almost everything when it comes to Ennis Cantor. <laughs> but um, Ennis Cantor became a U.S. citizen on Monday. A huge congratulations to him. That has been a journey. He mentioned that he got his green card six years ago when he was in Oklahoma City. And this is yesterday, he said, was absolutely a dream come true for him. And if you know his story, um, he was born in Switzerland, but grew up in Turkey and actually has been. I don't know if this is the right word, but exiled from Turkey and, and really can't go back. And so he he did, he has talked about feeling homeless without a country and a nation. And so to become a U.S. citizen is huge for him. And we actually did get to speak with him today. And he said he is his officially changing his name to Ennis Cantor Freedom. I asked him what he would like us to call us, call him. And he said, Mr. Freedom. <laughs> uh, but he said it is, you know, in all of his civil rights advocacy work, freedom is the part that he wants to be a part of him. And so um, that's what's important to him. That's why he is changing his name. And he said it is done. It's official. All the paperwork is done. And um, so that's why it will be on the back of his jersey. He did wear freedom in the bubble when the players got to choose their names Mm -hmm. during the uh, protests and everything that was going on there. Um, But he also just mentioned a lot about all of the messages that he is been sending out on social media in regards to human rights violations um, in the Asian world. And we had a long conversation about that. He did mention that he had a conversation with Adam Silver uh, early on in the season and asked him if he was breaking any rules. And Adam said no. And so he will continue to speak out for what he believes is right. Well, Abby, thank you so much for taking the time with us on Locked on Sixers to help talk about the Celtics and preview Wednesday night's matchup. We really appreciate it. Anytime. Please tell Joel to go easy on us. All right. Ooh, you definitely can't switch when Joel's in the game. So make sure you uh, let Udoka know. (laughs) It should be fun. (laughs) That's going to wrap up today's episode of Locked on Sixers. Now go ahead and make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Guess what? I'll see you tomorrow.